everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark. Please subscribe for free to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. And let's bring in former Eagles receiver Jason Avant. Enjoy listening to his insights all year on his podcast, Inside the Birds. And Jason, my goodness, when you watched the quarterback play this past weekend, when you see that, how far away are the Eagles really from competing with these top four or five teams in the NFL? Um, it's a it's for the first time in the NFL um, in the last 20 years or so, you're starting to see the changeover because there's been such a lack of, you know, proper training at the collegiate level that's, that makes you um, makes these guys compete with Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees. Right. You're seeing a changeover where guys are finally catching on. And yesterday's football games with Josh Allen and Mahomes and Joe Burrow and what he did the other night. Um, it's, it's just been simply outstanding and it's hard. And then you still have, you know, the Deshaun Watsons, Lamar Jackson's, Justin Herbert's, all of those guys that are still in that conversation that, that aren't, that aren't playing these games. So, um, the Eagles are far, um, are far off from, from, from competing at that level, just to be honest. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you heard Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni say that they've told Jalen Hurts he is going to be their guy for 2022, and they came out and they announced that publicly. Do you think that they did some intel as well around the league with certain guys, Russell Wilson, guys like that, that maybe they necessarily, because of their no trade clauses, wouldn't come to Philly to come out with that proclamation? Yeah, I think that it had to be some other outside, like um, stimuli or some type of information that they have as far as intel. Because when you really think about it, you, you know, just think about the Eagles roster. Is not enticing enough to get one of those top free agents, the Aaron Rodgers or the Deshaun Watson didn't want to come here, um, Russell Wilson, like those top three guys that are available that possibly could be available. Um, the Eagles roster isn't good enough for those guys to say, hey, I want to move my family here. We have an opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl now. And then you look at where the Eagles are going to be picking somewhere between, you know, um, you know, was it 14, 16, 9, something like that. Right. So when you look in those in that area, um, the best option may be Jalen Hurts. From, and from that standpoint, so they may have looked at all of their options and saying, you know, going forward, the, the best option that we have the Jalen Hurts in order to get our roster better and um, be able to um, appeal to some higher, higher value free agents. So. Point blank, do you think Jalen Hurts, we saw him grow and develop this year, do you think that he can become a top 10, top 12 quarterback in the NFL? Um, I won't put anything, you know, above him, right? Or, or I, I won't put it above. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. The Eagles love Jalen Hurts, and they love him because of his intangibles. It's not necessarily because of what he's shown as an NFL quarterback at this moment, right? He's shown some good things, right? Running um, for 10 touchdowns this year, 784 yards, but that's not necessarily quarterbacking. Quarterbacking, just to be honest, he's 23rd when it comes to um, 
touchdowns, 16 touchdowns. He has nine picks, right? That ratio isn't great. That's backup quarterback type of a ratio. Um, when you consider um, 200 and, uh, well, 300, 3,144 yards passing, that's 21st in the league. There's nothing that says, you know what, Jalen Hurts is our future going forward. These are, you know, bottom end of the league quarterback and or backup quarterback numbers. What they're betting on is his intangibles and his ability to, to get better. So if they're putting all of this stock on him, do I believe that he can get better top 10? That's a far stretch. When you start to think about the top 10 quarterbacks, you start to think about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's about eight, eight guys right now. So then you have the, the Staffords, the other ones. It, it's, that's unlikely in the next three, four years. And that's what every team is searching for. And we know the Eagles are searching for that because, yeah. you know, they know how important the quarterback position is. So when you watch Jalen Hurts this year, uh, he, he did well and he grew, but that was when they changed their offense to run the ball. And then we saw in the playoffs against Todd Bowles and that Tampa Bay defense, a lot of things came out. What does Jalen Hurts specifically need to get better at? Jalen Hurts has a has a few things, right? So it's not just one thing. Like there's usually when it comes to a first round pick, there's usually one or two things. Jalen Hurts has a bunch of things, right? He struggles with ball placement at times. I would say before the Bucks game, his last three games when he did a really good job, 20 and under. Down the field ball placement, even on some of the ones that our guys come down with, are just not the best ball placement. Um, he's missed Devontae Smith. I don't know, 10, 12 times down the field this year on makeable throws. Um, and even on some of the ones that Devontae Smith has caught, he had to stop and come back to the ball rather than him getting it up on time. So ball placement is one. And then knowing yourself, if you're not a big arm guy, you can't sit back there and let it fly like Josh, Josh Allen, 60 yards on a rope in order to get it there and be late doing it. You just can't. Know thyself. Be like Jeff Garcia. I played with Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia would hit you in the back of the helmet with the football because he knew that I can't hold on for this ball for, for too long. My, you're going to outrun my arm. So get the ball up quicker. Know yourself, right? So that's one thing that he can do, right? So um, better ball placement, getting the ball up quicker. And then he has to understand what 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 um, is required of an NFL quarterback. And it's not running the football. It is being able to read the defense. It's being able to get to three and four, not just one and two. Our offense is predominantly Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith. When it comes to outside free agents, if a receiver knows that you can't get him the ball, why would he come here? These guys that you want, these veteran guys, they're trying to get contracts. They're trying to stay around the league. They're trying to submit their career in NFL history. So why would they come to a place if they know if I'm not first or second in this progression, I'm never going to touch the ball. There's no way. So you have to be able to show not only your team, this city, but other people outside of this city that you can play football from that standpoint. And, and, and everyone knows you take away that first read, he, he's going to struggle. Um, if you give him different looks on the back end, he's going to struggle. That's that's just common knowledge. And, and in that game against Todd Bowles' defense, you saw Kevin Ross, uh, one of the coaches for Tampa Bay from Paulsboro, New Jersey. He was telling his defense, he can't read. He can't read. And he's talking about Jalen Hurts not being able to read the defense. Now, Todd Bowles, man, he can really – bring deception. He, he, he died. He basically can mix up his coverages and sometimes you can't tell what coverage they're in, but how much does he need to improve in that area, reading the defense, diagnosing coverages and understanding all that? 
He does. Um, because Jalen gets Jalen gets out of a lot of sacks um, and he puts himself in harm way um, sometimes because there's usually when, when there's a turnover or he's in the pocket and there's a strip sack or something like that. There's most of the time this year, there's been a, an outlet there. It's been a guy that's open. Right. And so being able to figure that part out and being able to read the defense, knowing which side of the field you're supposed to be on based on the coverage. That's what the guy is saying. Right. So if I can confuse the coverage, I can get him looking at the wrong place. Therefore, it gives my pass rush more time to get to him. Right. So that's what he needs to work on. And, and um, there's there's too many times where there is it's a cover three defense and he's on the wrong side of the field. Or it's a cover four and defense, cover four defense or man on this side and zone in this side. And he's on the wrong side based on the concept. It's man to man over here. You have man beaters. There's no way. And knowing your personnel, KYP, it's big. There's no way that you should be throwing a ball at Jalen Rager on fourth down, on third down, when Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are your main people. This is quarterbacking at a high level. I don't give a damn how many people are on them. When a game is on the line, I'm throwing it to the guys that I trust and I believe that's going to make the play. And those are things that higher level quarterbacks are doing in the game. When the game was on the line last night, I'm throwing to the hot hand. I'm throwing to Gabe Davis game was on the line last night. I'm throwing to Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. That's who you throw it to. Do you see that? Do you see Pringles name called? So free agent receivers want to know that they can get the football. And if you're not going to throw the ball to anybody else besides Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who else is going to get the ball? And they don't believe that you can read the defense past the first and second read. So three, four, and five. Um, Gabe Davis last night. Uh, last, you know, last night, Stefan Diggs is their number one guy. Um, Knox is their second guy, but he's the third guy and was able to get the ball last night. Those are the things that that, that needs to take place in order for, um, you know, these types of free agents, the guys that you want to come in here. And I don't know if they believe that Jalen Hurts can get them the ball um, at a high rate. And then the offense that they run, it's a predominantly running offense where you're not going to get that many opportunities. So it's a very hard um, system to try to attract more free agents. And it's very interesting, Jason, because it was a new coaching staff, new young quarterback, first full season with Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And obviously Sirianni tried to come out throwing the ball, being a passing offense, and it just wasn't working. So then they said, okay, what do we do best? And they dedicated themselves to the running game. But in the end, doing that, is that a way to win a championship? Because I remember Nick Sirianni saying, this is the way we have to play right now. Yeah. And the Eagles did. They adjusted. You got to give Nick Sirianni credit because this is not something that he's done in the past. This is not something that he's familiar with. Um, being in San Diego and being, you know, Phillip Rivers, um, both places in Indianapolis, right? So it's not something that he's accustomed to, but he adapted and, and did what it took in order to get this team into the playoffs and make them a competitive team, um, a force to be reckoned with, especially in the run game. So he did what he had to do as a coach in order to get the best out of his players. However, is this the willing, um, winning formula to win a Super Bowl? Let's consider it. What team has done this? The Baltimore Ravens. They burned all the boats. They committed to Lamar Jackson's playing style. It got Mar Lamar Jackson the MVP, made him a pro bowler. But have they been able to get over that hump in the playoffs? They haven't played really well in the playoffs. Because at some point, 
you have to be able to throw the football down the field. Yes, you can run the ball with high success. You can be the Tennessee Titans and get to the playoffs and get a number one seed, but Tannehill has to throw the ball at some point. And you can't hide the quarterback forever. And I think that at times the Eagles have had to hide Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts has to take that as disrespect and use that as fuel to the fire to develop his quarterbacking play to the point where the Eagles can be successful. So in and of itself, this system will not win you a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts' intangibles and his ability to galvanize the locker room along with his development at quarterback can. So I think they're just playing the long game and saying, you know what? I like everything else about Jalen Hurts. He can keep us competitive like this, but let's bet that he's willing to do the work in order to develop as a quarterback. And it's interesting because some of these great quarterbacks that we watched this past weekend, I remember Patrick Mahomes saying he really didn't understand reading defenses for the first year and a half in the NFL. And I, I went back and look at Josh Allen's statistics from his first year, and he was throwing like 52% of his passes, and he had more interceptions and touchdowns. So do you see – the possibility that Jalen Hurts can grow. I'm not talking about the level of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They are at a ridiculous level, but that he can get better as a passer, get better at the reading the defenses and diagnosing coverages and stuff like that. Will he get, can he get better? Yes. The problem is not if he's going to get better. The problem is, will he have enough time to? Because you're taking a guy that was a predominant runner at Alabama who found some success, Lincoln Riley, bring him to the NFL, he's still in the growth and maturity phase of this. And it usually takes two, three years in order to get a guy to the position that you want him to. And will the Eagles fans, this city, the general manager, and the team, from a realistic standpoint, give Jalen Hurts enough time in order to develop? I don't know if that's the case. Will the time run out before his development is, is, is mature? I don't think um, the Eagles are going to wait that long. And I think it's more than a one or two year thing. Well, that, that's, a, that's a very interesting thing you say, because I think Howie Roseman and what he said after the season, I think he also acknowledges that this team kind of has to take a year or two to completely rebuild. And, and you have those draft picks now, three first rounders, and then you have some money to play with in free agency. So after this coming season, obviously Jalen Hurts, if he's the starter, if he shows a good amount of growth, then maybe he's the guy in 2023. But if he doesn't show the growth as a passer, do you think that they like that quarterback class coming out uh, next year more so than this year? Because it does seem like this year there's not that guy. Yeah, that could be the case. And um, time will tell. You got to remember the Eagles aren't they, – they made it to the playoffs, right? So when you make it to the playoffs, you're not going to get that upper echelon guy. And if Jalen Hurts is a starter again next year and the team doesn't do well or they get to a point where, you know, their roster isn't good enough, they have to start to think about, you know, trying to get into that top 10 in order to get a guy, you know, a Bryce Young or something of that nature. You know, so um, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. We'll see. Um, no one knows the future. But what, what I'm saying is, is Jalen Hurts will grow. He will develop. Will it be at a rate? Um, that is conducive for the for for the you know to to bring in free agents and to to get his guys that are there to play better. I don't know. I don't necessarily know how well you know Quez Watkins um, is developing, and it's hard to say because he doesn't get enough opportunities. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, how about Jalen Rager? Because I see Jalen Rager right now. Hiring with indeed your search is over. If you need to hire, you need indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A little bit like the Ben Simmons situation where he has had issues on the field to the point where you hear the fans groaning and booing. Can he survive and play in this town? Can he come back again next year and play in this town? So Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, I love them. I know those both those guys. I I love them as, as people and I want them to succeed. I think that Jalen Rager may need a change of scenery. I just do. I, I, I think that um, this city is tough at, in and of itself. And then when you have shown yourself to be um, a person that, that, that they can get to, not just the fans, but outside people in general with your tweets and with your social posts and with some of the comments that are made in the media and some of your body language and things of that nature. I just think that it has gotten to him in Philadelphia. And I don't necessarily know if this is the best um, you know, city for his personality type. Now, that city could be somewhere else where he can thrive and be a better player. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that there's a lot of growth and development that has not occurred with Jalen Rager. And or you begin to wonder, OK, was it a stretch or was it a reach? Those are fair questions. And I know that those are uncomfortable questions coming from a lot of people. But the people that are answer, a- asking those questions, they are very fair. Um. But I think it may be a time for a change of scenery for Jalen Ray. It's interesting because when he dropped those two possible game-winning touchdowns against the Giants, I was asking myself, is that confidence or is that focus? What do you think it is? And then the muff punt, it just seems to me like maybe there's just too much on him. There's too much baggage in Philadelphia right now. It's a lot. It's a lot for, it's a lot for anyone. Um, John, so it's a lot for anyone. And I think that some of it is confidence, but also he's been able to get away with being the best athlete for so long. And when you get into NFL, being the best athlete is impossible. It's the upper echelon, the most elite of the elite. So you have to have technique. You have to have Um, some subtleties, some tricks. You have to have a bunch um, of development. And I think that it's just caught up to him. Like, it's just caught up to him. His lack of preparation in in yesteryear has caught up to him now. That's that's just what I believe, because there are certain route concepts and there are certain things that that he just doesn't get, right? So you talk about the the two draft, the passes that he dropped in the Giants. He dropped the fourth down in the Giants, um, it was a slant route, and he took one. He took basically one yard up the field, one step to get there. 
right? Those are things that just can't occur. You have to know how to, how to run routes at this level and be confident in those situations and want the, want the ball um, in those situations. Big time players make big time plays in big situations and in big situations he hadn't come through. Let's talk about something that's probably going to bring a smile to your face. Uh, you played for Andy Reid here in yep. Philly and you, you were in Kansas City. And I think this is absolutely amazing, Jason Avant, that he is the first coach in NFL history to lead two different franchises to four straight conference title games with the way the NFL is set up now it is absolutely amazing that he has done this well and and, and think about like who he's playing against in his division like there it's a tough division to play in it's not it's not easy um but when it comes to game planning and and having a team prepared I remember arguing with you know Trey Thomas and a bunch of people you know after we're retired and old you know uh, about you know just game planning, and I told and I told them, and they got mad at me for it. I was like, you, you guys are nuts. I was like, I, I may have played four games in my career with Coach Reed where I felt like we were out coached as a team, and that's that's a lot in eleven years, 10, 11 years, right? That's a lot, you know, of just being prepared. There's always a place to throw the ball. There's always um, a game plan for a situation. He's just he's just a master at um, organization and. Um, just having his team prepared to play. He does it at a high level, and guys know what to do, and he eliminates gray area. That's the only thing you ask for from a coach. Situations, we're prepared for it. His team was prepared for it. 13 seconds to call those two plays and know what the team was going to do in 13 seconds and have everybody on the field ready to call a timeout right on the spot. And, um, you know, just think about the last play with Travis Kelsey in overtime, bringing him down in motion, Making sure that he had the linebacker matchup, putting Tyreek on a on a on a, a hole two route where he runs like a like a inside post route in order to occupy the corner and the safety. Like those are things that not many coaches are doing, and uh, he he's great with matchups, great with game planning, and he deserves it. Jason, I, I would say there's nobody better at getting his players open in the league. Do you, do you agree with that? He he's he's done some miracles. He's done miracles. Now, it, these guys don't need much help. Let's let's get that straight, okay? <laughs> so it's not many guys that need that, like, because you don't want to step up in Tyreek Hill's face. You just don't. Travis Kelsey can beat corners consistently, um, corners and, and defensive backs consistently. Um, so there's – and then you have Patrick Mahomes, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. So he has a smorgasbord of talent, but he will manufacture ways to get open. For God's sake – um, or Lord, forgive me, but just for Pete's sake, he was able to take James Thrash, no, no offense, Ty Pinkston, Greg Lewis, and that's a that's a total different talent level than, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, right? So we've seen him do it with less players. We've seen him do it with greater players. It's the same result. Yeah, uh, they went to an NFC title game with those receivers that you mentioned. Uh, yeah. tell, us, tell us about... Andy Reid, the person, uh, because he's he's uh, been able to go through a lot in Philadelphia. I, I don't think we quite understood in Philly, or a lot of people understood what we had, and that when you go to five NFC title games in eight years, and yeah, they didn't win the big one, but to be able to have a shot at competing for a Super Bowl every year, that was special. 
It was. Um, and, and, and again, remember, we, we are always, um, you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, but Coach Reed should have never left Philadelphia. It's all about finding, um, just think about it, right? So A.J. Feely has won games with Coach Reed. Uh, you know, Detmer has won games. Jeff Garcia, My- Michael Vick, Kevin Cobb, uh, Don Vinning just not Mike McMahon. That was the only one. Yeah, just just not. I'm just saying he's won games with a bunch of guys and and have been consistent with with backups and still made the playoffs with backups like over and over and over again. Right. So when you consider all of that, he should have never left Philadelphia. And we didn't really know how great he was until you get that transcendent quarterback and you and, and Donovan's a great player. And, you know, a borderline Hall of Famer. But Patrick Mahomes is a sure shot Hall of Fame player. When you get that guy with his brain, it's just unstoppable. <laughs> I love it. Uh, to wrap this up, Jason, um, in the draft coming up here, when I'm watching these games, I say to myself, obviously quarterback is absolutely the most important position. But when you saw what the 49ers were able to do and you saw what the Rams front was able to do, do you just go ahead and draft two or three guys who can rush the passer and rebuild that Eagles defensive line? Um, I wish it was that simple where you just can, you know, put all of your picks into the defensive line and say all of these guys are going to, 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 you know, make the difference. Yes. Do I think that you should allocate your top picks toward the defensive line, but defense in general? Um, I think that we've put too much stock in receivers over the last couple of years. We just hadn't been able to pick them. Right. And it's, it's not the receiver's fault. We just haven't been able to pick them correctly. Um, but I think that, yes, defensive line needs to be addressed. Safety needs to be addressed. Um, you know, cornerback can be addressed as well. Darius Slay is getting a little bit older. The defense in general needs to be addressed. And I think you could go out and get the best players possible. But, yes, I would love to see a great defensive lineman. Fletcher Cox is getting older. Sometimes this runnel, you want to go in. Hargrave is still, a, you know, a young, you know, mid, mid-range player. But um, I think that you have to address the D-line. Um, it's, the, it's the primary concern, but safety, corner, not too far behind. Linebacker as well. Yeah, the Eagles have a lot of work to do. They're pretty far apart right now. Exactly. We have – that's what I'm saying. How can you attract the best free agents with a roster – that is 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 lacking. Whew. All right. Well, it, it was amazing to watch this past weekend because you you can see where the game is now and it's at a different level. Uh, great work on the Inside the Birds podcast that you do with your former teammate Quentin Michael. And uh, I see you're wearing that trampoline shirt. Uh, yeah. They, oh yeah. This is Launch Trampoline Park, my trampoline park in uh, Defton, New Jersey. We've been going now for six years and um, it's always a blast. Come out, bring your kids. We do more than trampolines, laser tag, arcades, birthday parties, Ninja Warrior. We do everything. So um, it's always a great time. And uh, check out the Q&A podcast. We'll be going until, um, you know, the end of, you know, or the end of right around Super Bowl time. We'll continue to go. And then we'll start back up over the summer talking about Eagles. So um, we have a good time. So thank you for, for, for mentioning that. Yeah, you got it, Jason. Always love having you on and uh, talking with you. Your insights are great. So uh, have a good offseason. Hopefully the birds can rebuild this team. Now, I'm looking forward to it. Always um, rooting for the Eagles. For anybody that think I'm a hater, no. I'm an Eagles just diehard fan and former player. But um, I want the Eagles to win, and I want Jalen Hurst to succeed. I'm just giving you an honest and true perspective. 
You're spitting truth, man. That's what we need. 